morning everyone, it's great to see you all here and those that are joining online as well. Um, remember, we are the body of Christ. We are all joined together, just like the bones in the body <laughs> we've been uh, watching. I, I, was, uh, I wasn't going to use that video and then my mother-in-law connected with me this week and she connected by a telephone connection uh, through, <laughs> through another connection the, the, my wife <laughs> and said oh, I was thinking you should do that song you know the, the, the skeleton song the knee bones connected to the thigh bone or whatever whichever way around you want to do it so I thought I'd better do that anyway anyway welcome it's great to have you with us um, today's message is connecting to one another that's what we're going to look at today um, before we start let's just take a moment I think right now just to um, Thank you, Jenny, and the team for leading us so well this morning as well. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, isn't, it, isn't it great when, I, I, you know, you, I, I prepared a lot of words, put them on a, on, on a bit of paper, but it's on an iPad version now. And, uh, and, you know, all through the worship time, I just felt, God, confirmation, confirmation. This is what God wants to say to us this morning. So thank you, Jenny. Right, connecting with one another. Let's just take a moment right now. Just We can be rushed in our busy lives. Always on to the next thing, aren't we? You know, uh, got to do this, got to do that. You know, I think even now we're all here. Let's just connect to God right now. Let's just give him the time to speak to us in our busy time, in our busy lives. Um, in 1 Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 2.10, it says... But it was to us that God revealed those, these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secret. God's deep secret. What an amazing promise to start us off this morning. God's deep secret he wants to share with us. So um, let's just pray and welcome him. Yeah, Holy Spirit, you are so welcome. You are very welcome. I choose to give you this moment right now. I invite you to come and speak to me in the busyness of life. I clear space for you right now. Holy Spirit, I invite you to teach me today. And I thank you that it is your desire to connect with me. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I welcome and receive more of your deep love for me. And I ask these things in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Amen. So, okay. The, my objective, if you like, for today is uh, that we all leave here different, that we are challenged, that, that we are equipped and stirred to be connected to one another and also to connect to God. We need to firstly look at being connected to God, I believe. Uh, if we're not fully connected to God, I don't think it's possible to truly connect with one another. Um, the Bible is very clear. The only way to connect to God is through Jesus. He has made the way possible. Let me say it like this. Our connection to God is your number one priority in this life. It's the most important thing that we can ever do. It really is. No Jesus, except him as your personal Lord and Savior, is a priority. I, I believe unless we connect to God and connect to him properly, we can never truly connect with others in the way that God intends us to connect. If you do nothing else with your life, make knowing Jesus your priority, number one. It's important to do it. It might even be today, what's stopping you? 
Um, Jesus stands at the door of our lives and he knocks. Can, can you hear him? Perhaps he is knocking right now. Is he calling you? Have you already heard him? Maybe uh, you've already heard that knock and perhaps you've already opened the door. But what happens next then? What's next? Are you going to leave him standing out in the cold? Are you going to keep him at a distance? Or maybe let him into your life every now and again when it suits you? That's how it can happen. Remember this promise of Jesus in Revelation 3.20. It says this, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and him with me. We are all born physically into this world, totally powerless, helpless babies. We are all born into this world, totally separated spiritually from God as well. It's so important to understand that we need to know our position before and after we accept to follow Jesus. Our broken disconnection to God is restored and it is made alive through Jesus. It's Jesus that connects us to the Father. Some of us need to do that for the first time today. Open the door and let Jesus in. This is the only thing, like I said earlier, it's the only thing in our lives that really, really matters. It is the only thing. Don't put it off. Uh, just let him in and receive him today. It's so important. If, you're eating, if you think about eating a meal with family or friends, I'm sure that we'll have all done that at some point. Eating a meal together often involves talking with one another, communicating, just sharing life, speaking to one another. Things like, how's your day been? Or how's your, how's your week? Them sort of things. Teenagers, and apparently husbands, so I hear, uh, are not very good at doing this. How's your day been? Uh, okay. Uh, or... How did you get on today? Uh, good. Things like that. Uh, when, when our boys were teenagers, we, we noticed this, and uh, Liz used to ask them when we were having dinner, tell me one good thing and tell me one bad thing that's happened today. Try and draw more out of them. Anything, anything to get them to speak, to, to connect. So, uh, you know, well, I'm thinking, actually, she still does that to me. I think, yeah, why, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we do, we do need to connect. We need them relationships, don't we, to speak to one another. Jesus says in Revelation, we've just read it, I will come in and eat with you and you with me. In this example, Jesus is saying eating together is available to us. Isn't that amazing? It really is, if you think, you think of it. It really is a relationship. It, it, it is personal. Yeah? This is a deliberate expression of friendship that Jesus is giving us here. We call it fellowship, sharing a meal together. Uh, we do that with our family and friends. That's what Jesus is saying he will do with us, with, with you and me. He will come in and he will eat with us. Isn't that wonderful? He is your friend and he wants to connect with you. Have him over for a meal. He is good fun. I would recommend him. <laughs> um, thinking about connecting to God, I have a few helpful points that we can consider uh, I was thinking about salvation. We heard it this, uh, just now. Mike just read uh, the, the, uh, the scripture. I was talking about salvation. In a, in a word, it's a word that you can hear around church a lot. It's a word that you hear it said a lot. 
Salvation comes up all through the Bible, the Old Testament, in the Psalms, in the New Testament. Salvation means to be rescued, to be saved, to, and we're saved from eternal death and separation. That's what we're saved from. Your salvation is personal. It's between you and God, and it is worked out through Christ Jesus. It is his, it's in Jesus that his death and his resurrection, that is, by, that is how we are saved. It is in him and by him. There is no other way. There is no other way to be saved. That's what the Bible teaches, yeah? So we're actually being saved. Uh, what, what are we being saved from, you might ask, or you might be thinking right now? We have to go right back to the first book of, in the Bible to, to look at this. But Adam was created by God. He was given all authority to rule over all creation, to take care of God's creation, to look after the land and enjoy and rule over all of God's creation. I know we've got the uh, ne- next week, we'll be looking at creation. You might, you know, I'm sure that'll come into it again. But because Eve disobeyed God's commandment and, and did what God said that they were not to do, she took fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Our connection to God was broken there and then. Separation. Sin entered the world. God and man were disconnected. Yeah, that's where it happened. In Genesis uh, 3, we read that Eve is in conversation with the serpent. I love this verse that it just shows that Eve, <laughs> she, was in, she was just so used to being in the presence of God's creation, all of God's creation, including the serpent, we don't read there that she was scared or that she was in some sort of fear. She was just in, in relationship with everything that God has created, all angelic beings as well as God himself. When we look at it, Adam and Eve were fully connected. They were totally fully connected, yeah? As a result of the original sin, we now live in a very, very different world. Be encouraged, though, church. Be encouraged, honestly. One day we shall live in perfect harmony with God and all his creation as it once was. It will be again how he always intended it to be. When Jesus returns, he will wrap everything up. We shall see it, see him as he is. So anyway, in in this text in Genesis, it tells us uh, that Eve has this dialogue. The serpent says to her, Did God really say you must not eat fruit from the trees in the garden? And Eve answers, Of course we can eat fruit, any of the fruit in the garden. It's just the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said we must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. The serpent replied, You won't die. God knows that your eyes will be opened, and as soon as you eat it, you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. We have a church, uh, sorry, uh, we have an enemy church, we really do. Be aware, an enemy who takes God's word and he twists it. That's what he does. The scripture warns us against false teachers and against false prophets. From such people, so many cults and religious movements have been birthed all built on scripture and and the scripture of God, but with a twist. It's being twisted, yeah? The enemy will challenge you. He will accuse you, just as he did Eve. It really, is that really what God says? 
That's, that's a common one. Are you really a Christian? Can this Jesus stuff be, be true? Just sowing doubts into our thoughts and minds. Condemning us as well with negative thoughts. You're not a very good Christian, are you? That sort of thing. That, that's quite a common one as well. I'm sure you're getting the idea. This is the way that he still operates today. It hasn't changed, yeah? He will distort what God says in order to disconnect you and make you ineffective. Be aware, be very aware. If you are disconnected from your church family, who are your brothers and sisters, the body of Christ, like we've just watched the song, them bones, them bones, um, do not allow the enemy a foothold in your life and in your relationships. Don't allow it. It's really key. You may feel as though you're disconnected from God himself. Are you listening to the enemy? Are you following his schemes and plans? Remember this. His sole purpose is to rob and destroy you. He will do this very cleverly, often so subtly, just disconnecting you from the purposes that God has and the plans he has for your life. That's the way he works. Remember, you need to remind yourself of the truth. What does God say about you? What is, what is the truth of your position in Christ? That's what really matters. It's not based on our, our feelings. It's the truth of what God says about you and me. What does God say about us? That's what matters. The Gospel of John, speaking about Jesus, said, says this, and, and I, we've just sung it as well again this morning. It's brilliant. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, and without him nothing that has been made has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There it is, there's the truth. You need to hear that today. The darkness has not overcome it. I love this example that a friend told in her testimony, and I just want to share it today because it fits so well with this scripture and, and what, we've been, what we're looking at today. Her testimony goes something like this. Um, I was at work one day, sitting at my desk, feeling tired and struggling to concentrate. I realized that I just couldn't see very well. Um, she said it was late autumn, and it just suddenly got a bit dim and dark and dingy. The, the, the nights were drawing in, as they say. Just then, I realized that the daylight had gone. It, the daylight was finished. I got up and I turned on the light. It was brilliant. I could just see everything so clearly. That analogy of the darkness creeping in really spoke to me. This is exactly how the enemy works in our lives we just, we just start to feed his lies and believe them as truth. It often sneaks up on us, uh, as, the light did, uh, as the darkness did in her story. It's just that when she got up and put the light on that she could see properly. Amazing grace, I was blind and now I see. When Jesus shines his light on, on how things really are, with his light, he opens our eyes clearly to see. It's his light Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Some of you need to believe those words today. Uh, I just felt God 
told me to say that, that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Some of you need to really hear that this morning, yeah? You may feel that you're in darkness, and that your light has become dim, that you're, des- you're in desperate need for the light of the world to come to you as well. Invite Jesus in. Let him shine on you today. I'm not going to sing, shine, Jesus, shine. I could do, couldn't I? But I won't. So. <laughs> um, anyway, G- Jesus connects us to God. He reconnects our broken relationship with God through his connection. And his connection is love. That is his connection, love. Okay, so far, everyone all right with that? Yeah, that's good. Um, so my main point of this message up to now is to be connected to God. That is, that is very, very important. Firstly, be saved. Receive his love that connects you to the Father. Accept Jesus, his work on the cross, his death, and his resurrection. It's personal. It's for you. It has restored your connection to God. His suffering and his death is personal, and it is, it's very, very personal. He's inviting you to eat with him, and, you with, and, and uh, Jesus will come to you. Secondly, read God's word. The Bible is a brilliant way to keep connected. Let his holy word feed you and nourish you. It will do you good. Thirdly, prayer. Speak to God. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him for knowledge and his understanding. Go to God, the Father. Get into his presence and receive his love, his peace, and his mercy. He is the good Father. You really can trust him. Go to him. Okay, we need to move on. Uh, looking at our establishing our connection to God, let's look at connecting to one another. Them bones, them bones. Um, there isn't a specific scripture that says connect to one another. It's not, not in the Bible as a, a scripture in its own right. However, the Bible is packed full of teaching and verses that show us that God is connected to all creation and his people. Scripture consistently demonstrates that we are wired to be connected to one another and to the Lord. And our connection is love. Phil shared the, um, it was two weeks ago now love our family of believers this body these these people here our uh, our our family of believers in this church family should love one another we should build each other up we should encourage one another in the faith as i said there are lots of examples from the bible i could use the main thread that binds all of these scriptures together is love that is the key that is what brings everything together a deep love for one another. In John 13, 34 to 35, it tells us we should love one another as Christ loved us. And by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. In Thessalonians 4, it says, now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you. For, your, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. In the scripture, um, Paul says that it doesn't need to write about loving one another, that we're just doing it. And, I, and personally, for me, when I became a Christian, that is something that I noticed God changed in me straight away. It was one of the first things that I, I can remember is just feeling a love for people that weren't very lovable uh, or, you know, that I just felt that, that connection to people. Oh, you know, I, I was, it was a really noticeable change in me personally. 
I was just aware. Um, I was bound, you know, God bounds, binds us together in love. C.S. Lewis, um, he wrote this, friendship is the instrument by which God reveals to each of us the beauties of others. So isn't that great? That friendship is the instrument by which God reveals to each of us the beauties of others. Isn't that a great way of looking at other people? And, uh, you know, if you think if you've got to, to have a friend, you've got to be a friend. There's them, them sort of sayings. But it's friendship. It involves being open and honest and vulnerable as well. Uh, just being honest with each other. We must love, encourage, and support one another. Be quick to forgive. Let love rule. That is very, very important. So I, I just want to clarify that point. Did you hear what I said? Be quick to forgive. Yeah. People will hurt you. They will. You need to ask God, who do I need to forgive? Mike said uh, last week, unforgiveness is a blockage to God. It causes nothing but trouble and damage to all our connections. It does. Let me tell you, unforgiveness is not of God. And it allows the enemy a foothold in your life and in your relationships. You choose to forgive. It's a choice. It's your choice. It is it's your choice. Ask God prayerfully who you need to forgive. I'm not saying that it is easy, and I know it's not, but you will be amazed at how God sets you free through forgiving others. Show his great love to the world around you, to your family and to your friends, to your work colleagues or anyone else that you encounter. It doesn't matter, actually. Just show his great love. That's what matters. Um, Let's look at this passage from uh, the early church entitled Fellowship of the Believers from the Book of Acts. In Acts 2.42, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to follow, uh, sorry, and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to one another who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They brought bread in their homes and ate together with glad, sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. There's a perfect model that we can follow. Let's be devoted to teaching and helping one another. Make fellowship with your brothers and your sisters a priority. Breaking bread together, eating with your friends and fellow believers, and of course spending time and eating with your friend and your saviour, Jesus. When you do this, there will be a shift. We're not just reading God's word, you're actually living it. And that's, that's what happens. It, it, it's, it's a shift. It, it, it becomes something else. We're not just reading what God says, we're doing it. It's working it out. Over the years, and I, um, Liz and I have opened up our home. Um, we've had lots of people staying with us. God spoke to us once, and he said, uh, I put the lonely into families. And uh, I think we've got a, a picture, Tom. Yeah, oh, there we are. So um, there's a, 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 right, a right bunch of people there. <laughs> um, 
There are people on this, this, this picture that didn't come to France with us that are equally as precious to us. We did this, was it this year? Or last, I'm not sure if it was this last year. Lost track now. Um, but anyway, over the years, we've had just so many fantastic people come and live with us in our home with Sam and William, our boys. And let me say, it's been the best thing that we ever did. What a blessing they've been to us, and they still are. It has been so rewarding and brilliant to see all of them grow in God and build their own lives and, of course, move on. Um, now, there is others that have lived with us that are not on there as well, equally as precious to us, and uh, it's just that they didn't happen to be on holiday with us all together. Um, but anyway, I know that not everyone can do this, and Liz and I are not, we're not special. Um, all it is, we, we just... Uh, you know, God, God just spoke to us and we just wanted to share our lives with people um, that need, needed somewhere to live. So it's nothing that, it's not that we're special, it's just a, or a special calling. But it was just what we, we re- responded to God's word and did what he said. Maybe God's speaking to you. Uh, what is he asking you to do, specific to you? How can you demonstrate God's love and connect with your brothers and sisters in Christ? Ask him. You might be thinking, I don't know. God knows. He does. And he will speak to you. As an eldership, we have a a very exciting new idea to share with you as well. Um, Starting in October, we'll be running what we're going to call life groups. Um, Our connect groups will still be running and as normal. It's not in place of of, uh, connect groups. The life groups will be a great way to outwork exactly what what I've been talking about today connecting and serving one another in love. Uh, I'm just introducing the idea, but there'll be more finer details to come uh, over the next next few weeks. But the, the idea is it's going to be a program that runs for 12 weeks. Um, now, what we'll do, what will happen is, uh, the, the idea is to build fellowship. That's what we want to do. We want to encourage friendship, fellowship, and we'd love everyone to get involved. So you might think, well, what, what, what is it? Which... I would, if I was sitting there, I think, well, what on earth is it? So, like I said, I'm not going to go into major detail, but just roughly, uh, as an example, Mike and Jen, uh, Jenny are going to do uh, in their life group. They're going to do a deep dive Bible study into the Book of Jonah. So, that's an example of what what could happen. Some of you might want to offer a walking group. Some people might do guitar lessons or worship. Uh, looking at worship leading. Or maybe developing prophetic gifts. It will be a group that are looking at that. It may be a, a group offering acts of service. So you might do some painting or gardening or that sort of thing. What, what I'm saying is that the topic of these life, life groups could be anything. It doesn't have to be churchy. Does that make sense? It's not, it doesn't have to, you don't have to all do a theological, like uh, deep dive Bible study. Although if you want to do that, that's fantastic. So anyway, <clears throat> just to introduce the idea to you today, um, you can attend as many of these groups as you like as well. It doesn't have to be um, in place of, like I said, connect groups will still run. Um, I just, I'm just excited to see what all of you guys come up with because we're, you're all a creative bunch of people and you've all got things that God's put on your heart. It's going to be fantastic to see that outworking and active evangelism inviting friends and family along that's how it works isn't it and coming alongside people it's brilliant
what we're actually doing is connecting to one another. So as we close now, I just wanted to pray. Um, uh, if you felt stirred or you felt challenged this morning, I just felt, you know, that God, God wants to speak, to speak to us like we said at the beginning. We are the body of Christ. Um, so let's, let's just pray and welcome, welcome you again, Holy Spirit. Yeah. So thank you, God. Yeah. So as we close, we just, uh, we'll just pray now. You can make this prayer your own. You can follow me, make the words, your, make the words yours. <laughs> so thank you, Father God that it is through Jesus that I am saved. Your love for me, Lord Jesus, has made the way back to God the Father. Thank you, Jesus, that you have reconnected me to God the Father. Holy Spirit, come now and show me the truth. Reveal to me where I've listened to the lies that are not from you. I renounce these lies that I've believed and I say sorry for keeping you at a distance. Holy Spirit, I invite you into my life right now. You are so welcome. I receive your love. Your love that connects me to you. And that your love connects me to my brothers and sisters. Your body. Right here with me now. So. I receive you. In the name of Jesus. In your wonderful name. The name of Jesus. Amen.